0: Mm-hmm. So, this evening, in the period of time that um, we have together. Falling essentially into three to four areas. One area is uh, the guided meditation. It's is then followed up with a uh, theme and short talk. If there any responses or questions that you might have, you're very welcome to ask. And I'll speak a little bit about the donations and uh, the support. And also include um, a little bit about uh, the circumstances of the ward house itself so let's just begin with a uh, um, meditation and the uh, in uh, India the word uh, asana um, is usually and immediately with the yogis associated with just a sitting posture these days we have a more expansive range of what we call asanas but in the yogis of India it's, it's about the sitting posture initially so we sit for the straight back, sit, uh, sit tall, real sense of uh, presence. Whether we are sitting cross legged or in the chair or kneeling. To really bring presence to the immediacy. And with presence. We sense and feel the sensations of life. the vibrations forming into features of existence. not directing mindfulness or meditation to any specific object, so presence also provides a receptivity might be the light in our eyelids if our eyes are closed any sounds moving through the space form and sensations of the body in this single posture. So, consciousness, or mindfulness, or awareness, supported with energy and interest, gives a certain vitality to presence. This is the bare sensation of life, of human existence. Not concerned with names and forms and numbers, such as age, or gender, formation of the body, or history, or psychology, allowing that to rather fade of secondary importance, So there is an abiding in just presence. Not concerned with a name, an age, or a so-called personal history. to allow our being to be a little closer with life, to go a little deeper than the stories and all the constructions that make up our so-called self. Self of uh, age, of role, of identity. So there is. The quiet presence. allowing the whole being to rest in presence. so that we are not lost in what we see or hear, smell, taste, or touch. Recognizing as outer formations, presentations, so that we can sink more deeply into the presence. in being grounded, less inclination to thinking, daydreaming, wandering into yesterday or tomorrow. appreciating, recognising the value of real presence. Presence to stillness, to teaching, to listening to others, to an activity. to solitude. So our world, so to speak, comes into this presence. Being mindful that we do not exaggerate presence and put it into some ultimate or absolute category. regarding it metaphorically as an open door as a gateway so the human being can be receptive the more than what we see hear smell taste touch think about and feel and remember establishing presence as an open doorway. Remaining minutes or two. May all beings explore the immediacy of life. May all beings feel the presence of life. May all beings come across an infinite number of insights and realizations. Okay. Thank you for uh, lending an ear, so uh, this time short talk, following on from the uh, talk I'll uh, invite any uh, questions and uh, and we'll flow on uh, from there in the period of time that uh, uh, we have together. Like to talk with you a little bit about the use, the uh, application of uh, the senses. (coughs) The world (coughs) is an extraordinary place insofar as we employ the senses, and it's the instrument, not the only one, the instrument, so to speak, to make contact with this world so our eyes ears nose tongue and touch clearly interconnected the expression of this through the senses touch upon us registering an impression eyes ears nose tongue and touch we so to speak receive it Uh, Some of those impressions, touch, enter into the mind, can enter into the feeling world. And out of this interplay, this uh, dynamic, we form our view of life. We form our view of the world. And we get familiar through what comes to us what is inside of us already information and experiences and the meeting of the two that is the outer and the inner form together to generate not create but generate a view or views about this life and this world we are engaged in it's a common story for all seven billion of us around this planet. Perhaps, this is the question, slightly loaded, but anyway. The the question is, if we really wish to explore life well and deeply, is the best means, or the only means for us, through the senses? Is it that we can only know this world through the activity of the senses? And is it that there is the movement inside? It affects what we see and hear, uh, etc. And it keeps reforming the view. But what if, what if means an invitation, (laughs) what if, I recognize the extraordinary and remarkable function of the senses. I see how it gives an engagement. But what if I say to myself, the senses is not the means to know reality. We do not have to say to ourselves as humans, um i know uh, um, that the reality of the world i can as we did with the guided meditation let the world of the senses be quiet not intruding invading impacting let Our whole identity, even the idea of being a human being, with our roles, with our history, with our gender, with our age, with our name, letting all of that be rather quiet. So all of this which is presented to us is an outflow. But from what? What, so to speak, beneath it all? What's deeper than? What else are we missing? And the precious thing that we have is this element of uh, human consciousness and not putting something in front of it nothing. Not the world, not thought, certainly not a microscope. That will not tell us what reality is. It will give a certain view in a certain way. And therefore there's this bare consciousness and rather meditatively in the quietness of the being and of the world there is this as i mentioned receptivity <clears throat> and the receptivity gives an opportunity for infinite discovery the presence It, for example If we take an object, I'm, I'm just going to go back a little bit in time to give you an idea. In, in my um, monk's years, after three years and we in the Vipassana Monastery, um, uh, I left and then um, I uh, went to the cave. Some monks go from the Sangha of the Collective to the sangha of the cave and the trees and the nature, and so on. So it was one of those, nothing special about this at all. But the incident is in there. So I had a very small kerosene lamp, 25 centimeters high maybe if I remember rightly, a little kerosene, and a number of candles. And when the end of the day came, Um, because there were snakes and scorpions and spiders and other creatures wandering around the cave, you know, it's not like one was alone. So I light the candle and sit and meditate on the candle. So therefore, there is presence to the object, but the candle small flame, small candle just in front in a small bowl of myself sitting there, keeping the eyes open and watching now. It has the potential to reveal much more than it is. And so we say, oh, it's just a candle, and there's a guy's monkey sitting there, he's observing the candle, that's the reality. But the meditation on the presence, in this case, flame, candle, slowly moving through the wax, and sometimes, not always possible, I just wait, wait, sit still, sit still, wait, till the wax of the candle and the flame had completely extinguished itself. And just getting used to life, presence, alive, candle, flame and extinguishing. It's a small example, there are many that we could find, where there is the presentation, not denying it, not denying its function, but a sense. It is communicating something much bigger than itself, which is representative of everything else. And once that sense begins to come in, we are in touch and have access to what is infinite. The ordinary, in this case the candle, is the confirmation of the infinite. It has to be. The infinite can't be apart from the candle because it wouldn't be infinite because it would exclude the candle. So um, mindfulness and meditations Is the wish to see things clearly? A candle is a candle. A thought is a thought. A state of mind is a state of mind. Sight is a sight, a sound is a sound. There is the real wish to see clearly. We're meditators. We're women and men of the Sangha of mindfulness. There isn't any wish to exaggerate and inflate because we get ourselves into kind of trouble, that means suffering. But even with the calm and the clarity, there is just the seeing, just the hearing, just the smelling, just the tasting, just the touching, just the presence. Even with the calm and clarity, which brings a certain steadiness of the being, because we're not projecting. But the calm and the clarity of just the seeing and just the hearing is in order to discover much more. It's not enough in life to be a calm person. It's not enough to be non-reactive to what we see and hear. It's not enough to live life and have little or no stress in it. There are plenty of people, and I would say, i will be quite happy with that. Thank you. But it's still a doorway. It's still offering the potential for infinite discoveries and infinite realizations. The calm and the clarity and the insight and the knowing of quote unquote ourself. is the preparation for the infinite. And the infinite is infinite. And therefore experiences, back to the candle, meditated upon and explored and seen and understood with the being starts to confirm the infinite. It has to, because it is. And there's no end to the revelations. If it's infinite, then then there's the potential for infinite discovery. Time to time, not very often, I might be in London, small example, and I might go into an art gallery, National Art Gallery, Trafalgar Square. Lots of paintings. Got British Museum. Plenty of the paintings, of course, were stolen, British Empire and all that. And one sees on the wall paintings going back 100 years, 50 years, hundreds of years. And even now I can see in your homes paintings and presentations Uh, there and there are in here as well and and goes into the gallery for the moment sits on one of those benches they're very quiet places usually the art galleries and just looks at the painting the eye moves and looks at the painting and it might be a you know, scene from where nature group of people hundreds of years old and the meditating upon begins to reveal far more than what one initially saw far more and meditation samadhi the quiet concentration and the clear comprehension is a process of living, giving us the opportunity to see more than we ever, ever realized before. Ever. That is fantastic. That is amazing. The death of it is habit. The death of it is thinking I know. The death of the, death means the the, the hiding of the infinite, is a, a view of seeing things as they are. Which the Buddha has never said by the way, but that's another story. And more importantly, is our energy and our interest and the presence gives a chance for a lot more to be discovered and uncovered so those of you who got the privilege of a, a painting um, it may not be an original appreciate but uh yeah just take one of them and just look and look and look and similarly, sometimes I'm sure you've heard this a few times as well. Um, two people, maybe a person in our life or you hear the story. Uh, and one person says, you know, I never realized, and it never occurred to me this person could do this. and it could be something really wonderful and precious so we just had uh, this rather sweet story of this 99 year old former army army officer decided he wanted to raise i think a thousand pound 1200 pound maybe something like that by doing a circular walk in the garden the outcome of that that it touched something this old man trying to raise some money 99 years of age for our beloved national health service you know as we say here in britain it's the nhs is the nearest thing we have to a religion and he walks and he walks again and he walks again and he walks again and people just keep donating money And just this week, he just celebrated his 100th birthday, there. He raised, I think the sum is 19 million pounds. Where did that come from inside of him? What is it about this old soldier, who's just got promoted, incidentally, to be in a kernel now, coming up with an idea, having no no concept, you thought it might just have some friends and others raise a little bit of money, there, and it resonates, it touches something, and there's a response, people wish to give. And sometimes it's in this touch with life, This which is original may or may not touch others, but it's the emergence of something new as an expression of the infinite. And that let us be interested in. Interested in. Mm. Therefore the poem, the piece of music, the art on the wall, uh, uh, the plant in the plant pot, uh, uh, the candle or whatever it might be, might be the doorway for immense discovery. And we'll know that because we meditate on it. We know that because we give presence to it. And that expansion perhaps brings one of the best joys of life. Enough? All right. <laughs> Let's have a, a, a quiet minute or two. And, um, <clears throat> and then if there's any uh, responses. May all beings appreciate the significance of presence. May all beings have the opportunity to see deeply. May all beings recognize that all the presentations of life are an open doorway into infinite discoveries. Alright, thank you very much for uh, lending an ear. <clears throat> um, one person, Candy, Doctor, an email to me this afternoon in terms of uh, the sound, different sound, but um, I'm not yet, Fully Zoom literate. <laughs> I'd like to be a little uh, there. And there's a few things that you shall uh, um, still need to learn. And partly, just quickly here, that I might go to the very startup, I click on start, and the formation and, and the way things show themselves can be different from the way they showed themselves this afternoon, I didn't touch anything. So you get these different kind of presentations and therefore muting and unmuting, actually we can't see it at the moment. So more importantly than all of that is any responses um, over the last days for you, anything that you would like to touch upon in any uh, way, questions? whatever do feel free it can be typed of course and um, it also can uh, be sp- can be spoken and I've uh, got the glasses uh, here <clears throat> and, um, I have a question. Yes, please, yes. I asked myself today, what is the Dharma teaching telling about dreams uh, you have at night, or dreaming in general at no. night? Yeah, it's a good, good, uh, uh, good, good question. Um, it's um, very much included, very much. And um, we'll, I'll just go back very quickly to the Buddha prior to his awakening. And he made reference to five dreams, different dreams that he had. Uh, and a very good friend of mine, Julian David, who's a senior... Jungian analyst, he's in his mid-80s, trained by a member of the Jung family in the 1950s, 60s, 50s, uh, there, and I said to him, oh, Gautama, prior to being the Buddha, referred to these dreams, and he said to him, and I said also the Buddha gave an explanation for each one. So he, <coughs> Julian said to me, he lives nearby. He said, uh, tell me the dreams, but don't tell me the an- the analysis. Like that. So I did, and then I told him the an- uh, analysis. So the dream world, this is the two aspects to this. One is, there is a sense in the dream, this is from a Dharma perspective, not, uh, that I am the dreamer. Uh, we wake up, oh, I, myself had a dream. So the dreamer seems to be different from the dream, separate. But Dharma is not so much concerned about the dreamer, uh, separate from the dream, but about the insight which may come out of the event. And it's the insight which is important. The description may be there, but the description from the dreamer of the dream is less in, far less important than the insight that comes out of it. And for the insight that comes out of it, it's not so much use of the mind to endeavor to analyze, The dream, but it's a sense of the all that of the presentations in the dream, working and cooperating together, shaping the dream, can reveal something really worth seeing and being clear about. Therefore, it's not a mental cogitation of the dream, analyzing, thinking about it, what does this mean? getting a book out the library, seeing what Carl Jung said, or whatever. But like I said a few moments ago, to be really present to the sense of the dream and what may emerge out of it. Now, to give you a good personal example, just quickly. Sometimes when I, um, I, I very rarely have a dream. I think, I think I've had one this year as far as I can recall. So, I'm, you know, it's not my cup of tea as a rule. But when I did have a dream, I would get hold of Julian because I absolutely love this man to bits. And um, he would see me and have an hour with him. So I had a dream. I get on the train, and the train is going out of the station. It's all like, right. you know, Christopher's life has been one since I was a teenager, it's been one of fairly consistent travel. I think I'm ne- nearly getting to the point Uh, since 1977 of being at home for the most weeks, consecutive weeks since 1977. That's Thank you to all those, Uh, anyway. And and then I realized I jumped off the dream, jumped off the train, because I left my backpack on the platform. And I went down to the backpack and attended to to, to it and Julian asked me he said what was the condition of your backpack i said interesting you say that i said the top was unzipped and it was open and one could see the clothes inside and he said to me no problem a healthy dream if the backpack had been zipped up i would have felt real concern so just use it as a small example so if it was if it had been zipped up you know what am i zipping up what am i pushing away uh, etc you get a sense of the dream am i z- closed off to something as an example and so the it's just a single insight and might just shed light on the dream presence not a lot of thinking and something may just emerge that is really helpful and not to consider is important as well all dreams are a kind of product of the mind it may not be that enclosed So what I mean by that, there can be surrounding environments and circumstances and movements and dynamics and vibrations and events and lots of other things, which we can't see nor hear, which are going on, in this case in the night, and all of that outer world, as well as the inner world, is meeting together to help shape the dream. It's not just a self-manufactured event inside, I don't, don't see it. All right, anyone else? Is it enough? Okay, thank you. Yes, anyone? So I'll take a couple of minutes at this time, with the time um, passing by, if I may. <coughs> Just to speak a little about about the donations, about the dana, uh, 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 there. And for those who've been on retreats, Sonia and myself, or with other teachers, you will already have some uh, knowledge about this. So it's a really precious and beautiful, long-standing tradition. It rather springs from initially and in the present a real sense that the the teachings and the practices for us are, are rather priceless that they are they are jewels which can't be bought it's, it's that kind of sense and feeling that comes with them and some of us, including this swallow, in our own small, modest way, wish to keep the reminder of this alive. And so, what that means in the practical terms, the uh, centres like the Ward House, and to its tremendous credit, provides us with the environment. Good participants come, as you know, pay to help cover the variety of costs. And us as teachers come and we receive the kind donations that people uh, uh, give. And the act of, of this, and having this personally here, lived like this since I ordained in 1970, so it's 50 years of this now, is the appreciation of the heart and the act of the giving and generosity not only as part of the practice, but there's something quietly joyful in the mutual support of the sangha of practitioners, something beautiful about what we offer and what we give and the support which we give to each other. Something really, really uh, uh, lovely about it. And many times, and I absolutely share this as well, that staff and organizers and teachers who have a great love of this tradition of donation said, have said said to me and have said to myself, it can be that there is more joy in the acts of the giving than if we were making a charge. There is something about human beings when we are sharing things together and trusting with each other um, which brings something really precious that the mind isn't making the measurement. And though it's genuinely convenient for payment for services, and I have no trouble with it whatsoever, it's not um, there, but responding in a different way and having the privilege of it touches people. Touches all, it touches myself, it touches uh, all of us and the small gestures over the over the uh, life and sometimes people will say they say so, but i would kind of sometimes think this way as well there is the receiving of donations it's one form of generosity energy and time knowledge skills preparation cooking organizing and much more is all in the field of the dana as well one of the gestures is the kindness of the act of the giving in some respect it goes to the you know in this case say to the teachers or to the ward house but in a bigger respect we are just the person who receives in order to give. It, it kind of passes through and makes other things available as well. So I, I mentioned <clears throat> this um, preparation, in this case Uru uh, and I did, in terms of giving support to people in the home situation, and you allow uh, the opportunity for that with the 40 videos we made, and the platform, and the YouTube, etc., and not making any charge for it. The only way that could have happened, and working morning, noon, and night is the only way it happened because people in the Sangha. Offered dana over the days, weeks, and months, in this case, from India, coming back from India, which came into our hands or into our PayPal, my PayPal account, that gave support. So that, that which was received allowed the time to do just one of the activities, to give people without any mention of money whatsoever, an opportunity to explore some practices uh, in their um, daily life while at home. So far around 300, just come to around 300 people have registered and are, uh, are, doing, are engaged in the course with the tools and, and so forth. That's because the sangha says, we want to support you Christopher, we want to support the teachers, And then we can give support, and that applies in many, many areas. There, my um, daughter, as an example, she uh, just speaking to her today with the four single mom with the four kids, it's not easy, not easy. Like one of the father of one of them is refusing to give her any money, and etc., things like that. So she's really engaged in giving support. She put a short message on the Facebook about the domestic violence in two counties in Britain. Within a week, 9,000 people had checked out the website. She only opened it up in November. Just reflecting the stress and the tensions and the help that's really required. And that's made possible through the sangha of my friends giving data for me to give to Nishona so since she can give support to families involved in domestic violence, as well as to the healthcare professionals and many others, doctors and nurses who are doing mindfulness practices through the support in a variety of ways. So it's really, there's a network. Can you hear the clapping? I'm just going to don't go away. I'm just going to ring the ring the gong. It's the clapping for our NHS every Thursday. Hang on, you'll hear me. I'm the gong man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All over the country. Every Thursday, three minutes. They clap and the, uh, the ex monk hits the gong. <laughs> Wonderful. Bless him. Very sweet. Man right opposite, I can see him from sitting here. He's an ambulance driver an easy job. Beautiful, beautiful human beings, precious. So, as it were, one or two, in this case uh, Sonia and I, receive, but then there's the various outgoings to give support to others as well as the basic uh, needs. And this is the whole principle, receiving and sharing, receiving and sharing. It's a very beautiful thing. And I know Sonia gives... Immense amount of time and all the preparation lots of details uh, with the course for uh, the week takes a step out from a uh, 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 precious and important work in the hospital in Essen and that kind of support people receiving in the mornings with the uh, and in the evenings and um, over the days here and similarly with regard to the ward house uh, itself. It's done it. there has been in obviously a deep wish for the retreats to continue. There's been c- contact and communication. It's very hard as we have spoken over the days to know exactly what decisions are being made and what might be made. There is a lot of speculation. And I heard today that in Germany, there's a relaxation of the rules around children in playgrounds. This is a, for parents, it's a relief. But finally, the children can have some fun and play and enjoy the playground. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a recovery of their natural habitat. <laughs> They're bless them uh, for it uh there, so little bit little little steps here, little steps there, and hopefully there'll be an appreciation and recognition of the importance of the Sangha meeting together of retreat centers, even if the numbers were restricted, so we've got to keep the exploring if we if we can't happen, this is how we meet, and still the ongoing, you know, costs and the bills and all the um, uh, service to others, which takes place in retreats and outside of retreats. And just keeping that quiet voice with us um, alive. You know, we're the, we're, we're, we're the sangha of service. That's what, that's what we do. And wish to make it available to as many people as possible. And many people make it possible for us we respond present to present is there anything you 'd like to say, Sonia, or uh, add or this at all Can you hear me Are you, are you uh, not muted at all are you No no because I heard one of you. No. All right. You you have mentioned the most important points, and um, I'm fine with was, was it. At a moment, I have nothing to add. Thank all you. Right. Yes, thank you. All right. Yeah. And a very big thank you to Sonia for uh, all the good support and uh, lovely to hear such uh, kind messages and words. Um, being given to us uh from uh, a number of you uh, as as well for so the morning sessions the afternoon sessions and the evening sessions over these uh, over these days there so uh, as we mentioned <clears throat> uh and as we sent out to you normally the usual procedure is the on the retreat is the basket it's completely anonymous you just drop the donations in the basket. Teachers um, uh, receive, share, and it works fine like that. But in this case, unfortunately, even if I, you know, I, 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 I've got the gong, we could use that. But unfortunately, <laughs> you can't drop anything in it. <laughs> so uh, our uh, <clears throat> wish is, if you can, to uh, Give contribution to uh, us with the costs and so forth. Um, one way is through uh, PayPal uh, there, and you don't need to join PayPal. You just need the card and it will uh, go there. And the other can be through with um, the bank transfer. Just the two ways that we have. And also to give a small reminder again with regard to support uh, beloved people at uh, Ward House in this time of uncertainty. It's such a lovely centre uh, there and one hopes the centre can get through all, all of this so we can resume. And any support that you could give would be very much appreciated. You could either go to the Ward House website or, if you wish, you can just let... Sonia and I know that if you are giving some donation to us, what, um, and you would like to contribute for the ward house, we, when we receive that, and if there's some sum of money in what you give to us, we will put that over to the ward house, obviously as uh, quickly as uh, possible. So this is the general um, uh, approach. First time I've ever given, I think maybe not. Dana talk. It's all. It's all. It's all new. It's an exploration. <laughs> all right. So um, let's just have a quiet minute together, uh, shall we? And i uh, Christopher, I have one question. Um, do, yes. Some participants have been asking if there's a possibility to get a uh, um, donation receipt. I miss that. A receipt. The received? Yes, there's absolutely no problem. People regularly ask. What I would suggest is you, the person, or, and Sonia could let people know, just send me a message, email, or Sonia, and, uh, and for a variety of reasons, um, people do appreciate the receipt. They will receive a formal receipt uh, from me, and with my name, address, website, the dates of the course, um, or if it not if the person was not on the course, that this is a um, donation uh, and all the purpose behind it. So that that's made available absolutely. And something I do very, very regularly. yeah. All right, let's see we have anything else on the donor donations? No, all good. So let's have the quiet minutes again, shall we? Thank you. May all beings live mindful lives. May all beings appreciate the power of knowing interconnectedness. May all beings live with kindness and wisdom. Thank you and Tomorrow uh, morning, Sonia and I will be on the screen at uh, nine o'clock. A good time, eight o'clock uh, here in Britain, and we'll speak to you a little bit about the daily life, uh, daily questions, loving kindness, and all uh, oh, that. Would probably probably be finished around about ten o'clock, maybe ten fifteen, the latest. Uh, uh, So thank you very much everybody, thank you Sonia, and uh, lots of love, Uh, enjoy your evening and all being well, see you in the morning. Okay, thank you.